My name's Hartzell. Happy holiday. Happy Labor Day, Kansas City. And you know, Labor Day, they say, is the the unofficial end of the summer. I refuse to admit that. Although, bring on the pumpkin spice. No, I, I do like that. So as we close out the summer, this hot labor summer on this Labor Day, we're going to kick off the show with a little cold open. A Labor Day edition. Cold open. Yeah, how about that? From the socialist Eugene V. Debs, as recited by Senator Bernie Sanders. Then I'll come back, we'll do the intro song, I'll do the whole morning, I'll do the whole thing. But first, Bernie Sanders. Happy Labor Day. In September of 1915, Gene Debs gave his views of the war, then raging in Europe. I am not a capitalist soldier. I am a proletarian revolutionist. I am opposed to every war but one. I am for that war with heart and soul. And that is the worldwide war of the social revolution. In that war, I am prepared to fight in any way the ruling class may make necessary, even to the barricades. That is where I stand and where I believe the Socialist Party stands or ought to stand on the question of war. In June of 1918, with American troops now fighting in Europe, Debs spoke to a socialist gathering in Canton, Ohio. In this, his most famous speech, He outlined the socialist opposition to the war and gave his unqualified support to the Russian Revolution, which had just taken place under the leadership of Lenin and Trotsky. This was also the speech for which he was sentenced to jail. In the Middle Ages, the feudal lords and barons, the economic predecessors of the capitalists of our day, declared all wars, and their miserable serfs fought all the battles. The poor, ignorant serfs had been taught to revere their masters, to believe that when their masters declared war upon one another, it was their patriotic duty to fall upon each other and to cut one another's throats for the profit and glory of the lords and barons who held them in contempt. And that is war in a nutshell. It hasn't changed. The master class has always declared the wars. The subject class has always fought the battles. The master class has had all to gain and nothing to lose, while the subject class has had nothing to gain and all to lose, especially their lives. The ruling class has always taught and trained you to believe it to be your patriotic duty to go to war and to have yourself slaughtered at their command. But in all the history of the world, you, the people, have never had a voice in declaring war. And strange as it certainly appears, No war by any nation in any age has ever been declared by the people. And here let me emphasize the fact, and it cannot be repeated too often, that the working class who fight all the battles, the working class who make the supreme sacrifices, the working class who freely shed their blood and furnish the corpses, have never yet had a voice in either declaring war or making peace. It is the ruling class that invariably does both. They alone declare war, and they alone make peace. Yours not to reason why, yours but to do or die. This is their model, and we object on the part of the awakening workers of this nation. Two weeks after he gave his Canton, Ohio speech, Gene Debs was arrested and charged with violating the Espionage Act. Two months later, he was tried, found guilty of the charges, and sentenced to 10 years in prison.
everything's running smoothly. Yo, 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 yo! What is going on? My name's Hartzell, and this right here, it's your KC Momo! Kansas City, a happy Monday to the KC Morning Hoes, and yes, it's a Labor Day special on your KC Morning Show, happy Labor Day. Real quick though, let me just list off a few things that you have to be thankful for, courtesy of the union battles that have been fought and won throughout the ages, but yeah, let me list off a few things real quick, just real quick. The eight-hour workday, a minimum wage, paid overtime, breaks during work, the right to strike, child labor laws, Power to the mother people. And on the show today is a show of solidarity. Absolutely. We're going to kick this thing off with some remarks that I made. This was a few weeks ago. I was the host at the Forever the Free State Gala, hosted by the Johnson County Democrats. Thank you so much for having me, y'all. Appreciate you. They not only let me host this thing, they gave me some time to speak. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to turn down the mic. I mean, come on. You may have heard some of these things before. Forward, but this is the first time I've tried to at least attempt to put some of these thoughts I have into some sort of uh, coherent tangent. It's pretty good. It's about eight minutes and some change. That's not too bad, right? That's not bad. After that, we talked to Andrew Hutchinson. He is a labor organizer with the Laborers Local 955. They represent service and maintenance workers at UMKC, MU Health Center, and at the University of Missouri in Columbia. And the Board of Curators trying to cut their time off. That's not gonna work. That's unacceptable. So we'll have Andrew on the show to tell you more. Rate, review, subscribe, do that thing you do. Kansas City, we are up for best local podcast. And yeah, your boy is trying to three-peat. Me, Kitty, you, KC, let's do that thing. Let's update our Twitter bios three times. Best local podcast. I'll insert the link in the show notes, but all the details at thepitchkc.com. That's all I got. Solidarity forever. It is a good day to be a Kansas City. Always back in your feeds tomorrow. We'll see you in the morning. Bye. I gotta calm down. I'm gonna start sweating again. Thank you all so much for letting me be here. My name's Hartzell Gray. Uh, I wear lots of hats. Was that a couple claps, really? That's very funny. Thank you for that. It's an honor, a privilege, and a pleasure to be here. And they even gave me some time. So if you don't mind, I'm going to preach for a little bit. So I host the KC Morning Show podcast. And in fact, a lot of you all in this room have actually been on the show. Please come back. It was a great episode. And so I ask all my folks, I say, is it a good day to be a Kansasidian? This is a live recording. I see some cameras. I'm going to ask you right now. Is it a good day to be a Kansasidian? I tend to agree. But you got to admit that there are some days where that is a little bit harder of a question to answer. But the through line, whenever I ask that question, I get the answer. The through line is the people. The through line is Kansas City. The power of people united, we can do some extraordinary things. We did that on August 2nd. Kansas, you did that on August 2nd. And so I always come back to this. I always come back to to the hope of it all, right? To the promise of the freedom of it all. You know, this past 4th of July, a lot of us, I think, did some introspection. We have to sometimes 
look past the inequities of those who welded the pen because joke's on them. That piece of paper may not have been intended for me or for some of you in the audience, but they wrote that ish down. That means that's ours. The promise of the freedom, the through line that is freedom. That's ours, right? We keep fighting for that more perfect union every single day. And I would love for us as Democrats, let's take back that declaration. A lot of folks want to talk about the Constitution. I love the Constitution. But you know what? There is nothing more foundational, nothing more jump street than day one. And on day one, we said that we are endowed with certain rights. These aren't suggestions. These aren't things that maybe we might bring up every couple years. These are rights that are endowed unto us. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And my friends in the Overland Park Convention Center, I don't know what the pursuit of happiness is if it isn't a roof, a place to stay, a job, a life, just healthcare, which is a human right, by the way. And in fact, I know this is the room for this. I'm somebody, and I think I'm with friends here at this family reunion, that believes that abortion care is health care, and health care is a human right. I believe in the power of a united people in Kansas City. Our window is still open. Y'all remember when we were clapping for our first responders? By the way, make some noise for our first responders. Y'all remember that, though? That solidarity, the, the feeling that we, we gonna be all right. Even when we knew things weren't gonna be all right. And for a lot of folks, that spirit went away real quick, but not in Kansas City. Because Kansas City, here we come. Kansas City, here we come. Kansas City, here we come. Election day, Kansas City, here we come. I'm a history nerd. I'm a big fan of this country that we got, in spite of some of our blemishes and flaws. Some of our founding fathers, a bit problematic. Uh, leave a little bit to be desired. But I am a fan of Thomas Paine. Do we have any Thomas Paine stands in the house? Any Common Sense fans in the house? Anybody? Got a few? Of our founding fathers, he is our social daddy. That's what I like to call Thomas Paine. He's our, our father of social democracy. And please, go, go read Thomas Paine. He's the man in Common Sense that, in my opinion, turned a rebellion into a revolution. I'm somebody that likes to think that without common sense, you don't have a U.S. of A. And that same man who in times of crisis and what he actually called the crisis papers, he said, these are the times that try men's souls. And here we are in the year of our Lord 2022. I think he would agree we can go ahead and update that line. These are the times that try our souls, all of our souls. Men and women, black and white, AAPI, LGBTQIA+, trans lives. These are the times that try our souls. But that same man also said, he also said in common sense, he said that Kansas City, he said that we have it within ourselves to begin the world over again. Johnson County, shall we begin? Shall we begin? I'm gonna leave y'all with this, because I'm all suited up, but I got Star Wars tattoos everywhere. And um, Princess Leia, who would grow up to be, yeah, make some noise for Princess Leia. Who would grow up, by the way, to become the general of the resistance, General Leia Organa Solo. And she said, and I want y'all to listen to this part. She said that hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it, when you see it, You'll never make it through the night. 
I got a question for you all. Is there hope in the house tonight? No, 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 no. Is there hope in the house tonight? I know there's hope in the house tonight. We have seen hope in the house tonight. Folks who have been showing us that hope. We have a playbook, Kansas City. Congressman Clyburn is in the house tonight. Our representative, Sharice Davids, is in the house tonight. Governor Laura Kelly, who I'm sitting next to inexplicably, is in the house tonight. So I believe, because I think that there's something to that hope thing. There's something active and progressive to this hope thing. Let's take that hope and turn it into that great society, that inclusive, beautiful, great society that believes that black lives matter and trans lives matter, that believes that we need a climate that's gonna be around for a little bit. Let's take that great society and yeah, let's go ahead and make this city on a hill, but let's make that city on a hill that leads the way, not something to look at, something to lead the way. And yeah, yeah, sometimes it's just the economy, stupid. Sometimes it is. But you know what? Sometimes it's not. And all of those things matter. You know why? Because we have the audacity of hope in the house tonight. So we're going to take that audacity of hope and we are going to rebuild that soul of America. Because in 2020, democracy was on the line. And guess what? We showed up and we showed out. And guess what we're going to do in 2022? Show up and show out. So I believe, I believe, you know where I'm going with this, don't you? You know where I'm going with this. We're going to wrap it up with this. At Children's Mercy Park, we have a little chant that I get to lead every so often. And it goes a little something like this. I, I am a sucker for a little audience participation. I am the king of the dog and pony show, so if you wouldn't mind, can you repeat after me? I'm going to say, I. I. I believe. I believe that. I believe that we, I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. Get up, get up. If you believe that we will win in 2022 and beyond, make some noise in the Overland Park Convention Center. We have a great show for you tonight. I've always wanted to say that. Sorry guys, I didn't realize that I needed you so much I thought I'd get a new audience, I forgot that disco sucks I ended up with nobody and I started feeling dumb Maybe I should play the lead guitar and Pat should play the drums Take me back, back to the shack, back to the strap with the lightning strap Kicking the door, no hardcore it's 94, let's turn up the radio Turn off those stupid singing shows I know where we need to go Back to the shack I finally settled down with my girl And I made up with my dad Had to go and make a few mistakes So I could find out who I am I'm letting all of these feelings out Even if it means I Put that on sale Take me back, back to the shack Back to the start with the 
KC Morning Show for the first time on this Labor Day special. Andrew Hutchinson, he is a union representative for Laborers Local 955. They represent the service and maintenance workers at UMKC, MU Healthcare, and the University of Missouri in Columbia. Andrew, the rest of the time is yours. Why don't you tell us what's going on? We have a vote on Wednesday. We've got some protesting tomorrow on Tuesday. Happy Labor Day. Welcome to your KC Morning Show. Fill us in. Yeah, so uh, the University of Missouri system has been in the process of proposing uh, what they call a PTO proposal, paid time off. So right now, the University of Missouri system staff, so that's folks at UMSL, Rala, Mizzou, and then here in UMKC, everyone gets vacation, personal, and sick leave. So what the university system is proposing is to lump them all together, which if they were lumping all the days that we get off together and just calling it another thing, no one would have any problem with it. The issue is, is that when HR professionals do math to lump things together, they always end up with less. So hourly employees are losing 10 days a year or almost two weeks of vacation a year from this new proposal. 13,000 staff, supervisors and management included actually across the state of Missouri. 13,000 folks affected by this vote. We had this conversation off air. When I went to Mizzou, I worked at the student center. And so I worked with laborers, local 955s, good folks, excellent at their job, good people, and they deserve quality of life. This don't sound like an increase of quality of life, if you ask me. But Andrew, you know more about this than I do. How do we get here? Funding to higher education at an all-time low. It seems like the state of Missouri cuts funding like it's their job, and it affects also you, the staff. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, the university for years has been cutting and cutting and cutting. And some of that's the state legislature. And some of that's just the way that system administration wants to extract every dollar they can out of their workers. You know, you used to, when you retired, you were able to stay on the good university health insurance. They took that away. It used to be that every single new hire got a pension, like all other state workers. Well, they took that away. Pretty much just a 401k now. I mean, so every benefit that you used to get for working for the university, because when folks come to the university's systems, they know, well, the wages aren't great, but there's a lot of paid time off. I get a pension and I get pretty good health care. Well, you don't get a pension anymore. And now they're taking away the time off. And it's not like they're compensating with massive raises. In 2020, the university tried to get rid of 300 custodians and landscapers. In 2021, they tried to break the union's right to union representation and disciplinary hearings, as well as the union's ability to even file grievances, which is just contesting management's opinion on disciplinary action or policy. So this is what the university does. They take away rights and wages and benefits from workers and make one person do the job of four. It doesn't matter if you're a custodian or a carpenter or someone working a desk job, um, the university is coming for your wages and benefits. And Local 955 is one of the last standing unions in the UM system. And we're just going to keep fighting to preserve what we have because that's where the university backs us into this corner. If we were able to bargain this across the table, like professionals, like adults, if the university wanted to have these conversations, we wouldn't need to do rallies. We wouldn't need to do pickets. But since they're not going to, they're going to see a big rat right in front of the student union tomorrow at 1 p.m. as we rally. The Board of Curators votes on Wednesday to rip away benefits from 13,000 staff across the state. That's tomorrow, Tuesday at 1 o'clock. Where's the location at? On the steps of the student union. On the steps of the student union. I was there at Mizzou mid-2010s. And when you're saying that, you know, the job of four for one person, you're not lying. I saw that. That was happening then. I can only imagine now as we are coming out of a global pandemic. I mean, we haven't even asked you that question, but life changed for students, for teachers, also for the staff of these universities as well. I mean, the last two years, two and a half years, Andrew, I mean, any communication whatsoever other than trying to cut custodians and workers? Yeah, I mean, when COVID started, they announced plans to bid out the work so to get rid of 300 custodial and landscaping jobs. That was the university's response to COVID. And that's on Mizzou's campus, you know, which is far from UMKC. But what you saw is everyone watched that. Everyone quickly became aware that your job wasn't safe at the university anymore. The mass layoffs, closing of open positions, and almost bidding out those 300 jobs, you know, there's an employment crisis everywhere. Everyone's looking for workers, but I think the university is in a special case because where's the security? I spoke to a fellow who left St. Louis to take a job in mid-Missouri at a lower pay just for the paid time off. He was a skilled tradesman just so he didn't have to travel for work anymore and could find somewhere to raise his family. And then three months into employment, the university's ripping away the very reason he came here. So when we have folks come to the hall and talk to us about working at the university, it's hard to sell them on a job when, you know, what can we promise them? We don't know how much longer the leave's going to be. The university's always sounding the bells about how the pension's in a bad place. This is what the university does. Um, they take and they take and they take to enhance administrators' salaries and budgets. And we're just asking that the board of curators on Wednesday make the right decision and stand with workers and stand with the staff who've been keeping these universities running. 
And it's that last part you talked about. Off the backs of your labor, they're trying to satisfy the members of whatever board of the day, I guess, sent the email they got to the right person. As we have seen unionization efforts across the country, and this is part of making that moment a movement, I guess, this wave, this reclaiming of workers' power, I don't think this is a coincidence. And I think you probably agree with me. There's something happening now. Yeah, I mean, we're having more workers reach out to us about organizing than we ever have across the UM system. I think whether you're, you know, working for the state or working for a city or working for a county or working for a local restaurant or it hasn't made its way to uh, Boone County yet, but working for a Starbucks, I mean, this is the time to get organized. This is the time to start taking your slice out of corporate America's pie. And we hope that folks continue to take that action in collective ways. Andrew Hutchinson, he is a union representative with Laborers Local 955. One more time, my friend, plug away. Any last words before the rally tomorrow or where can folks get involved? They want to support you. The floor is yours. Tomorrow at 1 p.m., come by the steps of the UMKC Student Union to hold a sign and take a picture with the rat. You can also think if you Google uh, Board of Curators UM System Missouri, you can probably find a phone number and an email if you want to toss an email in support of us. We're just going to try to do everything we can, but our folks know that this isn't the first or last battle um, as we try to fight for protecting higher education. Thanks so much for having me on the show and plugging this important event.
You're listening to the KC Morning Show.